Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, boxing, golf, and my personal favorite, MMA. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space and I'm ready to give you guys a little food for thought for this week, uh, a little bit of a weekly mindset as per usual. So to that end, let's, let's dive right into it. <laughs> Earlier today, I was, uh, my, just for full, full background here, my nephew uh, from Colorado, the middle of my sister-in-law's three children, is visiting myself and Mrs. Sensei for the summer. Uh, and when I say visiting, I mean this young man is here for two months solid almost. Uh, he's, he's here uh, for a whole bunch of days. He's super excited. He'll be here through August. And uh, we're doing all sorts of different stuff with him. You know, uh, some stuff cool, like obviously he got to go to flex fights with me on his first, one of his first days here, which he was really, really excited about, obviously. Um, you know, getting dressed up and getting to, sing ring, getting to sit ringside is pretty cool uh, when you're an adult. It's even cooler when you're nine years old. Um, but even mundane stuff, family barbecues, these type of things. So earlier today, uh, we had the opportunity to do something that uh, I've been meaning to do with him for a little while, but we just haven't had the day, the weather, the time. And that is grab, uh, some, grab our bikes, get his helmet, and go out on a bike ride. And uh, unfortunately, we were a little pressed on time just by the nature of everything else that I had going on today. And um, you know, the situation wasn't ideal, obviously, but we had time for a short bike ride. And uh, we went on a decent ride around the neighborhood here. And as we were going, he would pull ahead sometimes, he would fade back sometimes. And that's pretty typical of any time we do anything. If we take the dogs for a walk or we go on a run together or whatever, or if, uh, if he's completing my MRFs with me. It's pretty typical that sometimes he'll sprint ahead, sometimes he'll fall back. But he always winds up kind of somewhere in the middle there. And um, with that in mind, we're on the bikes, and he's doing exactly that. He's pulling ahead sometimes, he's fading back. And at a certain point, I, I kind of realized I hadn't seen or heard him in a while. So... I, I kind of stopped and I took a little look back and he was kind of walking the bike kind of funny. He wasn't really pedaling in it. And I knew he was a little frustrated because it's, uh, it's not like we went and got him a new bike. Uh, he has a bike that uh, was Mrs. Sensei's from when she was a teenager. But honestly, it fits him pretty well. 
um, but not a bike he's used to riding, and the tires were a little low and so forth, and he was complaining about things the whole time. But when I noticed he was walking the bike, I took my bike, I circled back to him, and I was like, you know, what's up, man? And, and I could see he was a little upset. I'm like, did you fall? Yeah, he had fallen. So I asked him what happened, and the way he answered just wrapped uh, around my brain for the day. And I, to me, it just spoke to someone um, that, that's going to reflect the mindset that we'll touch on in a moment. And he was describing to me the way that when he was riding the bike that uh, you know, things were happening. But when he, what he said to me that I thought was so funny is he's riding the bike, and then the bike fell. Not I fell, not, uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, I fell a riding, just the bike fell. And when the bike fell, he hit his leg and he hit his arm and his belly a little bit and all of this, all because the bike fell. Now, you and I know the bike didn't fall, he fell. <laughs> but rather than owning it, he was giving it off to somebody else. Now, we've talked very often in the past about my view of excuses. And I believe when a person makes excuses, what they're doing is they are freeing themselves from the power to change their problem. Therein lies the problem in the situation. The second you make yourself powerless, the second you give somebody else or something else, the responsibility for your situation, you also remove your power to change it. Now, this is something we think so often of as juvenile. It's very identifiable for a little kid, if you think about it, to do exactly what I said, to identify falling off of a bike the way that my nephew identified falling off of a bike. You know, the bike fell not I fell, right? To identify their problems that way. Oh, you know, not that I didn't study well enough or I didn't pay good attention. The test was hard. Oh, well, Johnny next door, he got a much better grade in the test. Was the test not hard for him? Right? And, and the more that you see this in a kid, the more you do what you can to, to solve this problem. And... Um, it, to me, it just it, it's, is a very juvenile thing. But it's something that follows those who are juvenile later in life. Someone who, who, gets to fix, who gets fixated on this way of thinking, they keep this mindset. They keep this process. And they're always a victim of circumstance. It's never their choices that put them in the situation. It's never their actions. It's never things that they've done. It's always something else. But again, that leaves you powerless. Now, I remember hearing a story on a podcast hosted by a comedian. And uh, he was talking about his teenage daughter was trying out for the school basket, the school volleyball team, excuse me. And his daughter didn't, like, uh, didn't make the volleyball team. And uh, he, he said, to, or his daughter came home and said something to the effect of, oh, the coach doesn't like me. 
And he realized right away what a teachable moment this was. And he sat down and had a conversation with his daughter and kind of laid it all out. And, uh, you know, he said, okay, you know, how many, how many girls tried out for the team? And I believe it was like 13 or 15 or something like that. And uh, he said, okay, of that number, how many made the team? 10. Okay. So don't you think that no matter what, a coach wants to pick the best players and the best team to give himself the best chance to win. And of course his daughter agreed with that. And then he said, okay, I want you to give yourself an honest assessment of your skills. Don't, you know, think of it as you. Don't, you know, sugarcoat it. Don't give yourself too much, too little. Give yourself an honest assessment of your skills. And his daughter said something to him, you know, what number out of that 13 or 15 that tried out? do you think you were in terms of skills? You know, did you think you were number one, number 15? Where did you think you lied in the pack of 15 or 13 or whatever it was? And the daughter thought for a moment and she pretty honestly and pretty earnestly said, I think I was number 10. And to the dad, that was a revelation because already the daughter was admitting that though she thought she was belonged to the team, she thought she was towards the bottom of it. You know, she, she wasn't, she, A, she didn't give herself the um, false belief that, oh, I, I, was, I was the best kid. She realized that, you know, there were kids better than her there. So then the dad said to her, well, if you think you were number 12, is it likely that you could have also been number 11? She thought about it for a second. She goes, yeah, I guess that's possible. That's said, well, a number 11 gets cut. So instead of thinking that the coach doesn't like you, maybe you should make sure the next year you're not number 10. Next year you're number 9 or 8 or something much higher than that. So that way there isn't a question. Because if you're 10 and the other girl's 11, if it's close now, it's just a crapshoot. It's just however the, the dice happen to roll, the parts of the practice the coach happens to watch. Whereas if you are undeniable, then it doesn't matter, right? That, that, that's, that moment of chance is taken away. So as we take this, this mindset, now that we, we have a really good example of it, a couple of really good examples of it, think about adults that you know that frame their situation the same way. People who look at whatever it is that they, that they are doing in life, where they are in life, things that have happened to them, good, bad, or otherwise, and are framing it in such a way where they are powerless, or that they're not really doing the things that they're doing. You know, I, I heard tell of someone, and, and, you know, an acquaintance of an acquaintance of an acquaintance, somebody who... Um, what. Uh, using substances of some kind. They were you know, experimenting with some kind of drugs. And uh, I forget exactly what the substances were, to be honest. But it was very clear to anybody who saw the situation, hey, you're under the influence of stuff. You're using some substances. And um, it's obviously detrimental to your situation, to your health. You need to clean up your act. You need to stop using drugs. And the person responded, I'm not using drugs, I'm experimenting. Which is like, <laughs> mind-blowing. Uh, of the 
the inane differences that this person was making. But what was the person really doing? They were finding a way to make themselves not have a problem, even though they had a problem. Which is the, the kind of behavior, the kind of thinking that will leave this person stuck in this position until they change their thinking. Now, this is the case with everything we do in life, right? I, I told you guys a story in an episode past. I know I've shared this with you before. When uh, there was a, a photo circulating around the internet for a little while. And it was a picture of a woman who was a personal trainer. She was in very good shape. And she had four kids all under five years old. And she had them and for the photo. She was in really good shape wearing just a sports bra and a pair of shorts. And she, you know, her, like I said, her physique was great. And uh, she's holding her kids. And uh, said something. the picture said something to the effect of full-time job, four kids under five. What's your excuse? And now this is a situation where it was the reverse. Rather than the person having an issue, right, the commenters in this picture, rather than having an issue, they had to take something away from the person who was being successful. So you see comments on the photos, things to the effect of, oh, <clears throat> I could never survive eating just rabbit food. Like, yes, that's what the person did. They just ate lettuce, and that's why she looks like that. Not because she's responsible with her nutrition and exercises all the time. It's definitely just that she eats lettuce all the time and only lettuce, and that's the problem. Well, what is that? That is a person who does not want to admit their own problem. They don't want to admit their own character flaws or weaknesses. Therein lies the problem. When it comes to the problems that we have, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be a percentage of those problems that have their root cause elsewhere. Right? There's always going to be times where you're driving down the Long Island Expressway and there's a massive pileup. Massive pileup. Right? And, oh man, this crazy car accident. Now this drive that should take me 30 minutes is taking me an hour and 30 minutes. Okay. Right? That's understandable. If it happens every once in a while, right? Like, I used to hear it every now and again from, from people who would travel from the same county that our headquarters is in. And, you know, they'd be, oh, you know, the traffic this morning, the traffic, the traffic. As they were sprinting to get on the mat on time. Meanwhile, I'm like, I woke up in a different state, <laughs> right? I, I woke up like a very, very far distance from here, and I got here on time. But again, they're just freeing themselves from the responsibility. They're blaming it on everybody else. The issue with this is if you don't own it, you can't fix it. If you don't own it, you can't fix it. If you can't latch on to the problem, admit your, your fault, admit what you're doing, to create such a thing. If you can't do that, nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes, to quote my instructor. But in order for something to change, you must first admit that you own the problem. 
right? They do this, again, to keep extreme examples, so well in societies like Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Or Narcotics Anonymous or Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, they'll always start the meetings and people introduce themselves. And they'll say, you know, my name is so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. Owning their problem headlong. Because if you own it, you retain control of it. And if you retain control over it, you have the power to fix it. Right? The deflection of responsibility, pushing that responsibility out to others, all that does for you is make you powerless. And in so many of your situations, you're not powerless. You're the most powerful, as a matter of fact. Right? If you're that person who is always running a little bit late, you're not powerless in that situation. You're powerful. You're the person who can decide when you come and go. So because of that, you have to be the one that has to be responsible enough to fix the problem. If you're perpetually five minutes late, it's time to start making it a goal to leave ten minutes earlier. Because if you're five minutes late all the time and you leave ten minutes earlier, even if you run over by five minutes, you're still going to be more or less on time. And the same holds true. If you see those around you are in great health, but you're the one who's not, you have to acknowledge the part that you are playing in that. Is everybody else around you, are they following uh, you know, strict, are they paying strict attention to their nutrition? And while they're paying strict attention to nutrition, you're not? Well, if they are, then you have to own that. So that way you can fix it. See, if you think about it, think back to why kids think this way. Because in the early part of children's lives, they are not independent. As a matter of fact, they are 100% dependent on those around them. They're dependent on their parents and their loved ones and their siblings and all of that. Of course they are. Right? That's their support system. So they're 100% dependent on those around them. But as they age, independence doesn't come easy. Yeah, there's certain things they can and often do handle by themselves. However, there's other things that they can get to a little quicker in terms of owning it with the right mindset. Right? Because they're so used to a dependent lifestyle where they are dependent on others, they're so used to giving away that burden of responsibility. Right? Oh, right. There's, there's the jokes about, you know, oh, my mom picked it out for me. But why? Because that's how people start when it comes to fashion in their life. Mom or dad picks out the outfit for them, and then they have to wear it. Right? The same is true for so many things. But this is something we have to make an effort to grow out of. Right? When you think about the trials and tribulations that you deal with on a daily basis, things that you do in your life, there isn't a human being alive who isn't working on something. At least any responsible one. I'm always working on stuff. Not only projects, but also myself. There's always things I'm trying to do better. And I think most people are that way. But in order for you to be able to fix the problem, the thing you have to do is own your ability to create the problem in the first place. If you know how you're creating the problem, 
and solving it is much easier. Much easier. Because if you have the power to create it, you also have the power to destroy it. I'll leave you guys with this little tidbit. I, my dad has made this joke for my entire life. If ever I was a pain in the butt or I was feeling my oats a little bit and I was feeling like a tough guy, you know, standing up to him a little bit, he would just look at me and he would remind me, look, listen, I brought you into the world. I'll take you out just as easy. So I want you to think about the fact that that's how you can be with any of the habits that you're trying to break. That's how you can be with any of your failures, with any things you're not successful at yet. You own that. You created that. So because you created it, because you brought it into the world, you can remove it from the world just as easily. You are that powerful. You get to manifest your own destiny simply by owning your responsibility, owning your habits, owning your mindset, owning what it is that you do to create these situations. Because now, once you own what you do to create the circumstance, now you know what you need to change in order to own a victory in that circumstance. So, that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. That's sensei, S-E-N-S-E-I, and Leonelli is L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I at gmail.com. Uh, as always, guys, please make sure you guys leave a rate and a review. It just helps. Subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday, and make sure that you guys share the podcast with a friend and get as many ears on it as possible, please. I look at the numbers all the time, and I love it when I see them going up. You can also reach me via Instagram and Twitter at Sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Facebook.com. I'm uh, Sensei James Leonelli on Facebook. My school you can find online at TSKSmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. And until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves, and I'll see you guys on the map.